My name is Alana, and you are listening to Give a Damn, a podcast that intentionally and mindfully explores life's common challenges in order to break down the barriers between us and become the best version of yourself. And welcome back to the Give a Damn podcast. I have a little sing song in my voice because I am super excited to bring back, by very popular demand, (laughs) my girls, Cassidy and Ashley for our Girl Talk Discussion Part 2. So you guys tuned in a few weeks ago. We did the first of this series of Girl Talk Discussions, and it got weird, you guys. We kept it the three of us do not hold anything back. Um, and we kept it real. So we are coming back to answer a few more of your questions and I'm just so excited to dive in today, you guys. So Cass, Ashley, welcome back to the give a damn podcast. Thank you. Well, guys, We've got some questions to answer. We didn't quite finish. We got a little drunk last time. <laughs> and over. Like, so we're, we're... I noticed no one's really drinking this time. Well. Wh- or, Cass, what you got in there? What? Is. Mm. I got a Truly. She's got but a it's truly. only my first one, and I only plan on having one this time. What people don't know, we'll just, let's just demystify this. Like, we got pretty drunk and recorded a part two, it was sloppy, y'all. And then Ashley and Cass went live. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we're we're keeping it tame, but we're keeping it real. We're gonna keep it one hundred with you guys. Like this is just us naturally. So, let's dive right in. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Let's ready. Go. Let's go. All right. Question number one: What age did you party the hardest? And give me a tell-all. Tell me about that time in your life. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I feel like I'm probably like the most hardcore party person (laughs) in this group. Definitely. Um, I definitely had like different phases. Um, I had a pretty intense party phase when I lived in LA right after college. I was in a super low place though. And I was just like hanging out with like shitty people, which made the partying situation a lot worse. Um, and I lived in San Francisco for three plus years, which is in, in the, my late twenties and San Francisco is such a fun partying scene, like such a fun music scene, very burning man oriented. I had a lot of rooftop sunrises in my (laughs) San Francisco days. Um, don't really regret a thing though. I had a, I had a fucking blast. I love that. I will say though, like there were definitely some, some periods where it got a little reckless and when it gets reckless, that's when you know that you are definitely trying to escape some sort of pain that you're ignoring. Um, and I I wouldn't say I recklessly party anymore. So I'm, 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 I'm proud to say that. Yeah, I feel the same way, Ashley. Like, I had so much fun, like, from 24 to 27. I lived in New York City. I was born and raised in the Bay Area, and I got out there. And it's like, when you move somewhere where you don't don't know anyone, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I like, all morals go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never felt more free and less accountable for my actions. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it was like I I didn't know people my whole life there. I just got to reinvent myself. And I remember like just having these moments of like every day of the week in New York city, you can go out. You, every time I'd come home from work, you pass a hundred bars that are open and thriving. And it is impossible not to go and have just one drink. And, you know, and then you just sort of reinvent the rules. And it was so fun. I had this like gaggle of gays who were my very best friends in the world (laughs) and they love to party. And I'd be like the only straight girl, the only girl, let alone the only straight girl who would go out to the gay bars and just party my butt off. And it was so freaking fun. But kind of like you, I remember hitting this point where I was like, I'm fun. This is so fun. I'm so happy. And then around 27 was when I had moments where I was like, am I masking something? Am I doing this to fill a gap? Because when I'd sit alone at night with myself, there were things. Oh, it's pain. But then then you get like the come down from the drugs and like the partying and it just makes you even more depressed and sad about the pain that you're avoiding because uh-huh. when you're when you're coming down you can't avoid that shit and it's uh-huh. like 10 times is more painful than not having to come down from drugs totally i will say this though i do not regret a second of it and mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't mm-hmm. trade it because mm-hmm. i would even tell my kids to like go have fun and party safely because now I can't hang like that anymore. I don't do that anymore. And so I just like, I am so glad I had those years and that I did yeah. that because I hold on tight to those memories. Well, and they have shaped us so much into who we are now, right? Like we yes. are all, all three of our careers have really like been um, heavily influenced by our, our party days and who we were in those party days, we have so many freaking stories. I mean, Cass has so many funny stories in her boot camp classes. We we just we are we have we were we our circumstances now and our success now were created from those party points, those low points, those sloppy <laughs> periods of our life. Okay, so my experience with partying is a little bit different. So I'm 34 years old. My biggest party years. <laughs> Oh, was right when now. I was 33 <laughs> last <laughs> so, year was last year during so COVID. COVID hit. <laughs> yeah no it was definitely during COVID um because I was married from ages 24 to 29 mm-hmm. those were the prime party years and I was in a very serious relationship and very wifed up and then I got divorced at 29 and then got a boyfriend pretty cl- um pretty close after that but I've been single uh, 33 was a crazy party year. I tried cocaine for the first time at 33 oh <laughs> <laughs> with Ashley. And oh. I did cocaine for the second time at age 33 with Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> and then I haven't done it since then. Um, but yeah, when COVID hit, there was a group of us that would just go to different houses and we would kind of quarantine together. And I had amazing experiences and you know had some great sexual experiences very freeing and very you know things that that were just like really liberating for me as someone who was in a relationship for so long um so yeah at 34 I'm kind of like over that I guess you could say but 
who knows? So yeah, mine would be at age 33 and I had a freaking blast. Love it. Yeah. I love it, you guys. So moral of the story, everybody parties. Everyone has a time that you party and it's important to get that out of your you system. You gotta get that shit out of your system, dude. Yes, yes. Because one day we'll have babies and commitments and we will not be able to do it and we'll be dying to hang out with each other and get drunk. So, all right, you guys, that brings me to question two. As 30-something-year-old women, single women, Cass and I are in very early stages of our relationships, do you feel pressure to have children? Yes. Yes. I'll take that one first. So when I was younger and I was married, I wanted kids very badly, and that was kind of like what you did. And then I got divorced at 29 and went the complete opposite spectrum and was like, I don't want to have children. I don't want to ever get married again because I was a little bit jaded and bitter. Mm -hmm. And then so if you asked me from 29, 30, 31, maybe 32, I would have told you, don't, nope, I don't want kids. I don't care. I want to live this free-spirited life. And then 33, 34 is popping up and I'm dating a guy who's 29 who very much wants children. And so I'm opening up that gate again. Um, Do I feel pressure? Yes, which is why I'm freezing my eggs because y'all, we getting old, okay? 35, you're a geriatric pregnancy. So yeah, and also I have a different kind of unique experience because I'm dating a guy who's 29 and he is not ready to have children yet. And I'm getting up there. So I got the, the, the clock is ticking for me. Um, so yeah, I feel a lot of pressure for sure. I want to say something really quick. We are not old as fuck, actually. <laughs> like there are women who are 40 who have babies. You know, we're really healthy. We take really good care of ourselves. I think society has put yeah. pressure on it. Also, like, you know, you look back at our parents, right? And a lot of our parents had us, like, for the most part, a lot younger. It's getting older and older and older with each generation that people have kids. And we also take better and better and better care of ourselves and get married later. So, I sometimes put that pressure on myself because I know at my age, I was born and my mom was 33. Both me and my sister were in her life and she was a mom and raising kids, but it was such a different time. And so we feel this pressure and we're being told all the time that we're geriatric pregnancies. And even like my dad will ask me like often, you know, you know, when are you going to have kids? Are you going to freeze your eggs? Like you're getting up there. And I'm like, hold the fucking phone, dad. Mind your biz. (laughs) Um, go ahead. Mind your biz. Um, and I get it. Like, I do think it's a thing. And I do think cast for your situation of dating someone younger, where, you know, it's going to be a while freezing your eggs makes sense. But I do want to just, I want to break that stigma. It's like, we're not old. It's a choice that we get to make our body, our choice. Yeah. Um, when we want to, when we're ready. But I think that's why so many women do feel pressure because of the stigma and because of the societal expectations of you have kids by a certain age or else you can't, you can't have kids. Right. And I mean, I've definitely felt that. I mean, and my, my mom, she was married and had all four kids or all three kids by, by 30. So I just naturally thought that that was also going to be my life. Cause I looked up to my parents and their relationship yeah. and I've always wanted to be a mom. And now that I'm, you know, 30 and single and I 
definitely want to get married, but I go in and out of, do I want to have kids or not? I'm like pretty sure I do, but like the whole birthing and like pregnancy thing, like really freaks me out. And I'm like, did you listen to my last girl talk episode? I don't know if I want that. Ah, I do know that I want to adopt at least one child. Um, but yeah, I, I really go back and forth just because my life has my career, my life, my life experiences are just like becoming more and more abundant and fulfilling. And I'm like, I just want to keep living this lifestyle of getting to do whatever the fuck I want when I, when I want, I want to be able to, to travel the world. I want to be able to go live in another country and I can do that with a partner. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could do it with kids, but I I don't want to do that right now. I, I have so many things that I want to accomplish. Like I always tell people like, I don't want to have kids or get married too soon because I don't want to resent my husband or my children because I didn't do the shit that I needed to do. Like there are still at least three or four things on my bucket list that like I have to do before I have children. I, and I, and I feel it deep in my soul, but other people are different. Like other women are like, you know, they meet someone, they're like, cool, we're having babies just because they want to have babies. And that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I love that you own that, Ashley. I really, really do. Because I I think like that is the whole thing is like we get to have, we get choices. Mm -hmm. We get to, we get to take our time. And I love that you are like so committed to the things that you want to do and you will not sacrifice because we get one life. And being a parent is a big deal. Like raising a good human is not an easy thing. We all resent our parents in like some way (laughs) and they were doing their best. Right. And so I don't want to be that parent. I want to be a great parent. That being said, like, I feel, I feel a little bit somewhere between the two of you. I feel a little bit torn because I really want kids and I've always wanted kids. And I, but I also want to keep my life and my freedom and to do the things that I want to do and grow a business and take care of my body and all these things that I probably w- I wouldn't do if I just got married and had kids. So I definitely feel this constant pull. And even my boyfriend has pointed that out to me. He's like, I think you don't know. Cause like, I will bring it up to him. Like I want babies. And then I'm like, nah, I don't want a baby. And then I'm like, I want a baby. No, I don't want a baby. So that's fun uh, for him. <laughs> oh yeah. He loves it. No, he's into it. Six months in, he, I'm about to be single again. So I think, um, I think it's good though, to like normalize though, that like, just because you become a mom doesn't mean that your life is over. And I think that's another yeah. thing that there's a bad stigma around and like societal expectations is like, once you become a mom, like you have to give up your career and give up your friend, your social life. And it's like, no, you don't. A lot of women do choose to do that or they fall into that trap, but like, let's normalize being, being a mom and being a good mom and being a a very involved mom and still getting to have you know, the fun, that, that fun life of doing your thing and thriving in your career and going after your dreams and being a badass bitch while also being mm. an amazing mother. Mm-hmm. Cause I I'm have, I have clients at shout out to Pauline. She's doing it all. She's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's true. You're so yeah. right. Amazing. Um, all right, you guys. All right, you guys. I think I feel really good about that. I actually thought, feel like that was therapy. It was very therapeutic to talk through with you two. Um, Next question. What are your tricks for keeping romance alive when you're in a relationship? 
I'll take this one first. I'm yeah, not gonna have this <laughs> so when I was when I was married, I had an absolutely terrible sex life that scarred me and my husband and I did not have we had sex one time in the past in the last two years of our relationship. One time and that was because he was trying to make sure I w- didn't leave. So, um, yeah, so that kind of scarred me a little bit going (laughs) forward. Uh And so because of that experience now with my new relationship, I had, I just moved into a new house and I have extra closet space and therefore I have a lingerie closet. Okay. (laughs) It's all hung nice because with lingerie, it's like, it's all stuffed in a drawer and you like pull it out and you're like, I don't even know what this is. Like, so I have it all on nice hangers. And I have it just a closet for it. Look at Ashley's face right now. You're like, like, one, I'm so mad at you. Like, you have <laughs> extra closet space. Like, I, like, I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you do? (laughs) I know. Life is really hard for me right now. So I put them on hangers. So there's no excuse of like, I can't find this stocking or something that's like shoved in a drawer and it's all wrinkled or something. So I have like my outfits, you know, my like maid outfit and my schoolgirl outfit. I was an old elementary school teacher. So, you know. I have a question. I have like a a more in-depth question. Like, how do you approach that? Because sometimes I find like I'll put on lingerie and I'll like preface it with like, I'm putting on lingerie for you. And like men don't even really like get into it. They're like, all right, take your clothes off. Let's have sex. Like there are those guys. There are those guys. And that sucks. I will say I've, um, so my last couple of boyfriends have been like really into lingerie. So so with my current boyfriend right now, I literally call it like lingerie Friday. But the key with lingerie is you can't wear it every day. So it's like a special thing. I mean, you can wear it every day if you want. But like for me and my relationship, it's like this fun thing where I'm like, hey, it's lingerie Friday tonight. He's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that just that was so what what's what works for us. Um, yeah. That's my, one of my main things is lingerie. And like, even if you feel fat and it's after dinner, like you still have to put it on because men don't care. Men don't care if you're bloated. They are not thinking about that. <laughs> they don't care. And also like the one pieces are really big right now. And then you feel really good in them. Like the two piece thing. I don't do, I don't do two pieces at all. I do like cute one ones. Piece, one piece lingerie is That's yep, cute. I'm into yeah, that. Yeah. Cause then. If you like eat dairy and you eat pizza, you can still put on lingerie. You know what has cute lingerie? Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah. Those pieces Mm -hmm. I got for my photo shoot cast, those white ones. Yep. Very cute. cute. Yep. I do Victoria's Secret a lot, but then you walk out of there with a $200 bill for two Mm -hmm. things and you're like, what the hell? (laughs) This guy guy better put out. When you go to lingerie Friday and you're wearing them every week, that's yeah. investment. <laughs> I know. Well, it's funny. I was walking, we, uh, Wayne and I were walking in the mall and I, we walked past Victoria's Secret and I was like, Ooh, I need to get something new. He's like, why can't you just wear the old stuff? He's like, it's all the same. And I was like, no, it's not to me, <laughs> but they don't care. They, don't, they don't, care. don't care. They don't care at all. He's like, he has this one black one with all these straps that he's like, wear that one every time. Let's go. Oh, I thought you said he had it. I was like, are you telling me your boyfriend has a harness? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed to that, but no, he doesn't. That would be cute. Uh. Um, okay, Ash, would you like to contribute? Um, sure. I I don't know how much of a reliable source I am since I have been single for like two years. But I, from what I do know and remember, and this is just for me personally and everyone's different, is like you have to keep dating that person because like for me – 
in order for the like physical intimacy to be there, like the sex drive to be there with that person, like I have to feel connected to you on an emotional level. So like for me, I want to be having like really deep conversations, obviously not like all the fucking time, but like, if I don't feel close with you, if I don't feel safe with you, I don't want to fuck you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like looks, looks fade. But Mm. for me, like I, I need to feel connected with you emotionally or else like and the sex is just so much better when you like feel so connected with this Mm. person, with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just me. But so like continue, continue dating, like spice things up. Um, and like, and, and talk, like talk about real stuff. Like when you're connected to their heart and their energy, like that's when the, the amazing orgasms and like the, the really fun, sexy time happens. I, okay. I'm a, I'm loving like the juxtaposition between like lingerie closet and feelings. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, like, a per- that's a perfect metaphor for our friendship though. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Alana, what about you? Yeah. I was going to say it's so, so my boyfriend and I have been dating the whole time during COVID. So that was really tricky because, and Cass, you have the same thing because we couldn't go out. We couldn't like keep, we couldn't keep dating. We, it was hard to keep the spark alive because you're really in like sweatpants mode right away. So one thing that I, I like to do, or we have done that has been nice is like, we plan date nights inside and indoors. So we know that night we're going to order in our favorite food and we're going to get dressed up. Um, because we're always in our sweats. So it just like gives you something to look forward to. You get to see each other dressed up. You get to show up for each other. I think that's such a big thing is like showing up for one another for your date nights and just like impressing each other again. Um, because it's really easy to get lazy and ordering in your sweats or, you know, like go out to your local place that you always go to. So that's one thing that we do. And we like to make like new recipes together and cook together. And that's really fun and helps us like stay connected to one another. The lingerie thing, like I, maybe I need to like look at your closet and see what you got, because that's always been a harder thing for me to get guys into, but I'm into it and I like it, but I find that I like it more than they do. (laughs) interesting okay can I say one can I say one more thing about um lingerie so what I tend to do is I always do a teaser photo so you you get dressed in it then you because men are so visual and they're so easy and as a woman you cannot do this you cannot take a picture and be like uh I don't like my back fat there I don't like my stomach there like no men don't care about your back fat and your cellulite they don't like we think that they do like you you take a picture of yourself in lingerie they're like yes I'm coming home (laughs) can't wait like so you can't you don't sit there and overanalyze your body like you're beautiful and like you gotta own that shit I love that I Mm -hmm. love you guys oh my god Mm -hmm. okay great Great question. Great. That was a good one. I feel good. Okay. Okay. Next question. Naked again. She's all hot and bothered by the laundry. (laughs) I am. Oh God. If people only knew. Okay. You guys, next question is do women watch porn? Ash. Um, (laughs) I actually don't watch porn I mean I've seen porn I'm just like I'm not really 
I'm just personally not into it. I use my imagination. Um, I have been masturbating more recently and have been exploring the idea of watching porn. Cause I know there's like kind of like the gross, like distasteful porn. And then there's like the more yeah. like, you know, I could get into it kind of porn. I, I haven't explored it enough. I'm open to it. I know so many of my girlfriends like who watch so much porn and they're like, ah, you need to get on the porn train. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think I'm just like kind of in this space where I'm like, I'm vibing with like me being a badass bitch. And I kind of like masturbate to my success and like, oh. you know, I would just, I'm feeling myself and I use my imagination and yeah. You're such a boss. <laughs> you just said I masturbate to my own success. I do. That is a soundbite. Like you can come two times in a row. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she did. She called me the other day. She goes, I just masturbated in the bathtub to my own success. Oh my God. <laughs> She's like, I'm just thriving <laughs> and I'm like, you are a special human. You are Actually. thriving. You, you thriving. have made it. That's making it. Like, <laughs> can anyone it. else say that? <laughs> I don't masturbate to my own. <laughs> I don't, but I'd love, I hope I get there one day. Honestly, I hope try I'm it. Try it. I'll try it. I'll try it. How much you have overcome and been successful in and like, just like, honestly too, like, and like visualize like your highest self. Like just being like the most confident, sexy, baddest bitch. I, I guarantee you, you will make yourself. That's falling in love with yourself. That's like truly falling. No, in love that's with so on brand for me. That's so on <laughs> brand oh for you. Wow. God, see why we work is we are just all so different, and I'm ready to take my answer away. Okay, <laughs> please. This oh is God. why she's we like. I watch of you. Dirty porn. What do you, what's your okay. test? I have been watching porn since I was in fifth grade. And <laughs> oh my, my friend Amanda showed me a movie called The Best Little Whore House in Texas. I remember and that. And I got this feeling in my pants. And my, my friend decided to show me that your mom's back massager actually felt good other places. So I was very young when I, I was actually fourth grade, not fifth, when I experienced my sexuality. And got very addicted to porn and very young. And then, however, let's bring me to now to 34. I actually don't watch porn nowadays because my boyfriend and I made a pact with each other that our sex life is actually better when we don't watch porn. Yeah. So he does not watch porn. I do not watch porn. Once in a while, I might, but not like I used to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it makes it makes my sex life better. It makes sex better. And it's because of masturbating when you're using like a device desensitizes you. And if you keep doing that, keep doing that, it's not as great with a man. Yeah. It's just not like a man cannot compete with the vibrator, <laughs> with the power, with the freaking horsepower of those vibrators. Yeah, and it desensitizes us. So um, today I do not watch porn, but I am not opposed to it. Um, like more morally speaking. Congratulations. I'm very proud of you and how far you've come from fourth grade. <laughs> Gas peaked in middle school, you guys. Don't forget. No, Don't forget. She peaked at, yeah, in, when you were eight. Twelve. So. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I can well, yeah. What about you, Alana? Do you? Okay, so I do. I do sometimes. Yeah, what? Yeah, girl. 
Yeah, I do sometimes. Um, it's funny because my boyfriend and I just had a conversation where we were like, do you watch porn? He's like, no, do you? And I was like, no. <laughs> you lied? <laughs> you lied? Um, <laughs> no, I told him the truth. Um, but I do find if I'm happy and I'm in a relationship, I don't very often because I agree. I think it ruins sex with your partner. Um, my My boyfriend lives about 40 minutes away from me or 30 to 40 minutes. So it feels like a long distance relationship. So sometimes I don't see him for a while. So sometimes I do. Um, but you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. So yes, I, uh, I do. I do like to watch porn sometimes. I know that's kind of rare for grown women or we don't like to talk about it. Um, and I think that it has a time and a place. I definitely have had periods where I'm doing where I'm masturbating more than others. But again, when you are satisfied and with someone, I think I do, I definitely do it less. But even when I've been single, if I'm kind of like you, Ash, if I'm like really happy and like super fulfilled and I go and I get in bed at night and I'm like wiped from how hard I've worked and I left it out on the field, I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. I do it when I, mm, I was going to say I needed to fill a boy, but that's not true. If I'm just horny, truthfully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not, let's not look into it that much. If I'm horny, I'm asking <laughs> period. Oh my gosh. You know, what's crazy is my, my ex-husband, I told you as a thought that never wanted to have sex with me. One time I walked in on him masturbating to like girls with really big boobs. And I was like, okay, so he's not impotent. He's just not into me. Ooh. Crazy, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like sex in the city with Trey and, and Charlotte, when he can't like be with his wife, and then he's like masturbating to jugs. That was me. Yeah, that was me. God, that's so, so bad. I'm so I hated him right from uh, the get go. Well, that's what, like the thing about porn, though, is I think it sets really unrealistic expectations about body types, yes. and you know, um, like just the style of sex, I guess, you know? Yeah, I agree. And then you put so much pressure on yourself and your relationship. Like, listen, I think sometimes porn is good to get like fresh ideas. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's fun. Let's try that. But like nothing, like I'm going to get in a pretzel and then, you know, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I do think it's, that's unrealistic. And sometimes like porn can make me really sad. Like, I feel like that, like in, like in the, in the hangover when she's like, that's somebody's daughter. Like sometimes I like that. And I'm like, "Ah!" (laughs) you guys, I watched the most degrading, disgusting porn ever when I used to like literally with girls putting strawberries in their buttholes. Oh my God. Like multiple strawberries. I'd be, I'd be like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like never was I like, oh, her poor father. Like, <laughs> where's her dad? Like, where's her daddy? I'm like, where's her daddy? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm so weird. Oh, I don't even want to tell. Yeah. You would be a fun question for another time. What type of porn do you like? Because that, if yeah. you ask a person that question, whoo, you get deep in their psyche. That's a, yeah, that's. That's, that's girl talk day. three. Yeah, that's for, that's a whole nother thing. But both of our moms listen to this cast, so I'm already. My unfamiliar. mom would be proud. My mom's proud. Yeah, she would be proud. Um, <laughs> well, you guys, this has been wonderful. I wanted and, to- and a lot more sober than the last. 
<laughs> a lot more sober than the last time, um, which is good and bad. You know, like I can't wait to get drunk with you guys again. Yeah. And also, you know, we had like a deep conversation about being a girl. And that's what this is all about is opening up space. Thank you both for being vulnerable and talking so openly, because I think what we're doing is creating safe space for other women to talk about these things and just feel less alone. Like nobody talks like women don't really talk about whether they watch porn or they're feeling pressure to have kids. Like we silently suffer in those things, which is why I wanted to do girl talk. And y'all kicked it off so strong with that first episode. We got just the most amazing love and feedback that people really felt seen and heard. So thank you both for being on the podcast and opening up your lives to me. It's easy when you work for yourself and you can't get fired for, you know, saying you did cocaine from a boss. So (laughs) That when you work for yourself, like Ash and I, you could literally do anything. <laughs> That's very true. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's very, very, No one could true. fire me. No one could fire us. Well, um, I hope I don't get fired, but <laughs> well, I didn't really think about that. So I hope I don't get fired. If I think you to hire me. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. And, um, Send us your feedback. Send us, you know, all the love. You know, questions. You can find Cass at at Cass Class Fitness on Instagram. You can find Ashley at at Ashley.Capuro, C A P U R R O. I will tag them both in this. Thank you, ladies, so much. And um, as always, you guys, give a damn about your community. Give a damn about your neighbor. But most importantly, give a damn about your damn self. Have a good day, my friend.